So when I first started reselling sneakers, I always had the same question in my head over and over again. I was like, how do I know if this shoe will be profitable? Should I buy it? Should I sell it? Should I hold it? Hold it? What should I do with this with this shoe? And now I've made a lot of mistakes in the past, like literally a lot of mistakes. And I learned a lot of things. So I hope me and Franchi can help you with this guide and we will tell you all our mistakes and all our tips and tricks. So first of all, when considering if a sneaker will be profitable or not, um, the thing to keep into consideration if the sneaker has something new about it, if there are, so to speak, new features. What we mean by that is if it's, for example, a new model, for example, with the Yeezy 700 V3, or generally if it has some new details, a new colorway. And so here we can, as I said before, take into consideration the Yeezy 700 V3. Uh, as of right now, they released uh, two colorways, the Azile and the Alva, and both are doing pretty great. The Azile are doing very good. The Alva a bit less, but like you see that when a new model pops out, uh, usually it performs very well. Um, another thing we wrote in the guide is, for example, the Yeezy 350 V2 Static. And what is particular about this sneaker is that it was the first one. It was the first Yeezy with a translucent stripe, and also it was white. So maybe uh, the reason why. It it's performing well, it's because a uh, mix of both uh, features. So the second thing uh, I look for in a shoe is normally if there is hype in, on the shoe. Um, the hype can be created through like a famous star, a collaboration, or only just because people actually like the shoe because of the shoe itself, no, not because, for example, Travis Scott wore it. Um, so this is actually pretty simple. It's like if a shoe was worn by an influencer, a star, a rapper, I don't know, um, then this shoe will probably have a higher resale price than others. For example, we have uh, Kanye West with the Adidas Ultra Boost some years ago that like he had this uh, shoe on one of his shows. And after a while, uh, everyone uh, wanted to have this shoe and the resale price skyrocketed. And nowadays, for example, we have Travis Scott. Also here, every shoe worn by Travis Scott uh, goes high in resale price. So speaking of uh, him, speaking of Travis Scott, we can go to the second point, which is the collaboration. Because as you know, every shoe in collaboration with Travis Scott has a really, really high resale price. For example, we have the Jordan 1 Travis Scott High is reselling for something about 1,000 to 1,700 euros. So as you can see, the collaboration, if made with the right person or right brand, can be really profitable. Another example um, is, for example, the uh, the ten the ten uh, collection with uh, Virgil Abloh uh, back in the days. Um, as you see now, the price on StockX, for example, the Jordan One Retro High OG um, Off White Chicago, for example, is going for like four thousand euro or something like that. So it's it's pretty crazy. So. If the collaboration, again, is made with the right person or right brand, then uh, it can be really, really profitable. So the last type uh, of hype that we have is the hype which is created simply through people actually liking the shoe. And you can see this, like if there is this type of hype, because maybe people speak a lot about the shoe on Instagram or Instagram posts or internet. I don't know, but like you notice if people actually like a shoe and if the hype is not only created by a rapper wear, wear a shoe or by, I don't know, a nice collaboration or something like that. Because it's if people like the shoe, because for example, it has a nice silhouette, a nice color, or it's wearable, it's, I don't know, it maybe has a nice history behind the shoe, then they're also 
will be more tempted to buy the shoe, not only now, but maybe also in the future. So this means if there is the hype, uh, which is created by, for example, a rapper wearing the shoe, then the hype will be like only in this uh, momentum. Like you have the hype now, but then maybe in one week, two weeks, nobody's gonna think about the shoe again. But if the shoe is actually nice, like a nice, for example, a nice colorway of the Jordan 1, then this nice colorway of the Jordan 1 will really, really, really be profitable with time because people like it now and people will probably like it also in some months or some years. So, yeah. And the last aspect to keep into consideration is obviously the stock. And this one is quite a tricky one because we never know for sure what the real uh, stock numbers are like how many sneakers did they produce how many that they produced actually were released to the public because we know that both nike and adidas keep some sneakers uh, apart for later especially adidas they like to restock like randomly um, as we've seen for example with the yeezy zebra they released uh, they were stocked quite many times uh, but the thing with the zebras is that they're such an iconic sneakers that uh, even even if they restocked so many pairs, they're still going for over retail. And so the one the, the aspect of uh, stock is quite dependent on the hype. Like if it fits high stock, but there's also a high demand for these sneakers, the things will equal out and still be profitable. Whereas if you uh, if a sneaker is restocking quite a lot and the hype around it is not so big or it's not as big as it was in the past, well, the prices will drive down and it will eventually break or just flip for very little money. So another thing to keep into consideration is if the sneaker is coming out for the first time, as I said, or if it's actually restocking. And here it's really difficult to know whether after a restock it will be still profitable or not and so there uh, you have to think it for yourself if you're going to risk it or not um now that we have talked about the stock aspect we come to the question uh, if you should hold or not and here it's actually up to you how you like to manage your risk uh, but what we have come up is like a system to choose whether or not to hold a sneaker or not. And so we have like two categories. The first one is if the sneaker has a lower retail than 200 euros. If it has a classic silhouette, for example, Jordan 1s, uh, SP Dunks, things like that. If it has a nice colorway, for example, if it's a white sneaker, it usually tends to perform way better than other colorways just because white can be worn with many clothes and so it's an easy sneaker to match. And um, another thing to keep into consideration if, it, if it's similar uh, to some sneakers that have already released in the past and that also have high resale. So if all this criteria is being matched, uh, we like to keep the sneaker and uh, if you are planning to hold, we'd say like hold for at least six months because less than that, you won't really see a big change. 
and of course the other category is uh, for everything that is the opposite so if it has a retail price that is higher than 200 euros if the silhouette is not so iconic and not so many people like it and uh, if the resale price after that it released is very high but the reason for that is just because it's like a momentary hype and it's not because people uh, really like the, the sneaker itself it's more like because of the hype that was maybe created through influencers or people like Travis Scott an example for this is uh, the Jordan 6 in collaboration with Travis Scott at first when they came out they were over a thousand euros if you check StockX now the prices have more than uh, reduced like they're at 500 euros or so so that's very unfortunate especially for people who kept them like we so yeah maybe keep these things into consideration or come up with a similar um, plan for yourself so this was our short guide we hope uh, you liked it and we hope it was helpful thank you a lot for listening to this episode and make sure to follow us on instagram and spotify to not miss any new episode in the future see you in the next one